0: Hello and welcome to Curiosity Taught the Cat. I'm Jack. I'm Julia. And today we're going to be talking about the coyote. I'll let you go and start with some name stuff.
1: Yeah, so it does have a couple of nicknames, including the prairie wolf, the brush wolf, as long as the American jackal. Um, Where it's found is it's found throughout North America. Um, And it's found all throughout North America in all kinds of environments because it's able to adapt so easily to these environments, such as um, new urban or rural areas. They uh, have quickly adapted to these new arrangements, so they can be found pretty much anywhere in these areas.
0: And uh, as for like dens and burrows, they like to create dens and burrows, uh, mostly for giving birth, but they can be found in caves, uh, ground burrows or sides of canyons.
1: And then just jumping into um, what it looks like. The size of these uh, coyotes, um, they're about, I would say, average dog size is the best way to describe it. Um, Adult males weigh on average between 18 to 44 pounds, just depending on the area that they're found in. And females weigh about 15 to uh, 40 pounds. So the females are slightly smaller than the males. And their average length is about three to four feet long. Um, with about two feet at the shoulder. So they're not huge. Like I said, they're pretty much average dog size, um, but they can get quite big, especially, like I said, they're different sizes in certain areas, so they can get very large.
0: Yeah, it really depends on the food sources available, Uh, food sources in the the range that they get uh, to run around in. That really determines how big they're gonna get, so that's why there's such a big range. Uh, And that is for the largest, the largest coyote on record was a male killed near Afton, Wyoming, in nineteen thirty seven and it measured four feet eleven inches from nose to tail and weighed seventy five pounds so this was a coyote that probably had really good source of food a lot of animals in the area and it was just able to it was able to get that big and then as for how it looks uh you've seen some pictures going uh their fur is a predominantly light gray and it have will have like reds and browns in there as well as some black and white uh it varies with geography, whatever suits the uh environment. So as you can see like here you can see almost kind of a darker wolf, where other times it'll be a lot lighter, almost more gray. And the the coyotes living at high elevations tend to have more black and gray shades than their desert dwelling counterparts, which are more um a whitish gray or brown.
1: And then just some physical characteristics. Um it has very large ears for its size, which you can see in the pictures. Um similar to foxes almost how have, have they have very large ears mm-hmm. compared to their heads Um, but they also have a very smaller kind of compact snout as well its tail tends to hang between its legs as it walks and runs around which is different from what we think of with wolves and even domesticated dogs it's different to how they walk Mm -hmm. Um, and its paw print can be distinguished from uh, dogs and wolves because it's a lot more long and narrow and it's less round so it's very um, straight and narrow compared to like a round paw print that you'd usually see
0: and then getting into what it eats uh, the Coyote is going to be primarily carnivorous. Uh, Its diet is going to consist of things like deer, rabbits, hares, rodents, birds, uh, reptiles, amphibians, fish, and invertebrates. So that includes like bugs and whatnot. Although it will on occasion eat fruits and vegetables as well. Uh, Coastal coyotes have actually adapted to feed on fish and other marine foods. So there's less uh, uh, more gamey mammal type foods. They got to eat fish. So they've adapted to that. And it has a hefty grass diet of wheat in the winter and spring to help compensate for uh, when there's not as many animals around. And it is also known to try and eat farm animals.
1: And then as for how it hunts, it kind of just depends on the animal that it's hunting. So for instance, when hunting larger prey, it often works in pairs or small groups. Um, So it's the success in the killing the large depends on factors such as um the snow depth and crust density and stuff like that. And then younger animals usually avo- avoid these participations in these hunts um just because the breeding pair do most of the work and the young are kind of just there to sit back and observe and learn. Um the coyote pursues larger prey, typically hamstringing the animal, which means they will go to the back and grab its legs to try and take it down. Mm. Um and doing this, they'll like I said, they'll take the prey down and then usually that is when they will actually mm. go in for the kill on yep. these larger animals.
0: And like other large uh, canids, so other dogs, um, the coyote will cache excess food. So it'll hold on to the excess food. Uh, so that way it can have something in case it gets hungry or uh, the p- uh, pups need fed, anything like that. So they, ca- they will catch, and like Julia said, there are different hunting um, styles depending on the animal they're hunting. So coyotes will catch mouse-sized rodents by pouncing, uh, whereas stuff like ground squirrels will be like chased. And then all, although coyotes can live in large groups, a small prey is typically caught singly because it's not going to feed as much. So they're just going to catch it, eat it for themselves. And coyotes have been observed to kill porcupines in pairs. They will use their paws to flip the rodents on their back and then at- attack the soft underbelly of the porcupine and then only old and experienced coyotes can usually successfully prey on porcupines with many predation attempts by younger coyotes resulting in them being injured by the porcupines quills and the coyotes will also sometimes urinate on their food, which isn't a lot like other animals and it's possibly to claim ownership of it. Recent evidence demonstrates that at least some coyotes have become more nocturnal in hunting, presumably to avoid humans.
1: And then, as for um, prey, it just depends on the area. But their main, um, or their predators, their main predators that they have are going to be cougars and wolves. Um, so, like I said, there's many different types of cougars and wolves all throughout North America. So these are their two main predators that they have.
0: Yeah, and, and in case you didn't know, too, with cougars, that includes stuff like mountain lions and pumas. It is, it is all the same animals, so it just depends on where it's at. But yeah, cougars and wolves. You want to go? Ahead? Yeah.
1: And then, as for um, the courtship. Um, It does have a little bit of a courtship that they do. So pair bonding can occur two to three months before actual mating takes place. Um, And this uh, copulary tie can last anywhere from five to 45 minutes. Um, So what will happen is a female entering estrus will attract males by scent marking and howling with an increasing frequency. And then a single female can um, attract up to seven reproductive males. And they will follow for her as long as a month so she'll attract all these males and then they will follow her and then sometimes they will squabble like the other males will squabble with each other but once the female has actually selected the um, mate and copulates the rejected males don't intervene they just kind of move on and try to go find another female
0: yeah and then getting into the pregnancy once the copulation is finished. So females that fail to mate sometimes assist their sisters or mothers in raising their pups or join their siblings until the next time they can mate, which is a very interesting thing that they're able to do. So the newly mated pair will establish a territory and either constructs their own den or will clear out an abandoned badger, marmot, skunk, uh, any other kind of den because it's already been made. So they'll clear it out and then uh, use that. And during the pregnancy, the male will frequently hunt alone and brings back food for the female. The female may line the den with dry grass or with fur pulled from her belly. Uh, So she's kind of tucking at her foot and then using it to help make a nice little den. The gestation period, so how long they are pregnant, is about 63 days uh, with an average litter size of six. Uh, Though the number can fluctuate depending on coyote population density as well as abundance of food.
1: And then after these pups are born, um, they're born in these, like we said, these dens or hollow trees or caves. um, And they only weigh about half a pound Mm. to a little over a pound at birth. Um, They are completely dependent on milk for the first 10 days. Um, Their eyes open after these 10 days as well. And this is when the pups become more mobile, walking by 20 days and running at six weeks. So the parents will begin supplementing the pup's diet with solid food after about um, two weeks Um, and at the age of four to six weeks when their milk teeth are fully functional the pups are given small food items such as mice rabbits Mm -hmm. um, or even just pieces of uh, like animals that the mom and dad have brought back to them Um, and then they will stop feeding on the milk gradually as this occurs and then unlike wolf pups coyote pups begin seriously fighting rather than play fighting Um, so they'll seriously fight first And then they'll play fight as they get older, which is not something you usually see in these kind of animals. And at the age of four to five weeks, they have established dominance hierarchies within their family already. So um, after these four to six weeks, one pup will be more dominant than the other one, than the other one, and so on. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're more likely to play rather than fight, like I mentioned. So the males play an active role in feeding, grooming, and guarding the pups, um, but abandons them if the female goes missing before the pups are completely weaned. Um, and then the den is abandoned after all this happens and the pups follow their parents in patrolling their territory and hunting um, and pups may leave their families though they can remain in their families for much longer um, and the pups attain adult dimensions at eight months so they're full size at eight months um, and they gain a, a full adult weight about a month later
0: and then as for a lifespan of a coyote so in captivity coyotes can live up to 15 years Whereas, uh, compared to a more wild coyote, they rarely make it past three in the wild, just because of all the things going on, it's a dangerous world for them. And the oldest recorded one in the wild, uh, was a male that was 11 years old. And so that's well past the, the, uh, the wild life expectancy for these animals. And then getting into the behavior for them, uh, so they have a highly flexible social organization. So they either live in a family unit or in a loosely knit packs of unrelated individuals. But no matter what, they're almost always going to be in groups. There's going to be strength in numbers for them. The basic social unit of a coyote pack is a family containing a reproductive female. However, unrelated coyotes may join forces for companionship or to bring down prey too large to attack singly. So these non-family packs are usually only temporary. And they may consist of bachelor males, non-reproductive females, and sub-adult young. So ones who aren't quite there yet, can't aren't at quite the same level. And then families are formed in midwinter when the females enter estrus.
1: And then as for communication, I'm sure you can imagine they have a lot of different noises that they can make. Um, so the most obvious one that they make is a solitary howl, which is very similar to a wolf's howl, actually. Um, and a- uh, other communication things that they use, um, aggressive behavior um they will do um similar to foxes mm. they'll arch its back and lower its tail and they'll uh, kind of snarl or even bark mm. um and like i said this isn't usually seen in wolves a lot but it's more similar to foxes yeah. And the actual loudness and range of vocalizations um, is cause for its name, uh, its scientific name, which means barking dog, uh, just because it has this wide range of vocalizations. Mm. At least 11 are known in adult coyotes. Um, They include alarm noises, greeting, contact noises, um, woofs, growls, huffs, barks, yelps, howls, um, and even high frequency whines. So they have a huge range of different things that they can use.
0: And, act, and go back a little bit to the, like the some uh, aggressiveness that Julia was talking about. So uh, the what is a little different compared to a lot of other animals. So fights among females tend to be more serious than ones among males. So females, when they are fighting, they'll almost kind of like they'll bite it like the forelegs of their opponent, as well as going for like the throat and shoulders. So they can tend to be more serious and more fatal fights. And then uh, just a little bit more about some of the vocalizations. So they have woofs that are used as low intensity threats or alarms and are usually heard near den sites so it usually prompt it tell it's basically telling the pups like hey get back into their burrows get back into the den there's something out and about they have they have growls that are used as threats at short distances but have also been heard among pups playing and cop playing as well as a herd amongst copulating males and then the huffs Are high intensity threat vocalizations produced by like rapid expiration of air. So that's going to be hey, absolutely like get away, run, whatever it may be. Uh, That's what the huff is going to be used for.
1: And then jumping into its population, um, the coyote is listed as least concern. Um, And this is just due to its wide distribution, like we mentioned earlier, through North America, um, as well as it's so versatile and able to adapt to these new environments. So it really doesn't have a lot of things to worry about, Um, and it is also enlarging its range by moving into these urban areas throughout uh, US and Canada and Mexico. Um, and the coyote was actually sighted in eastern Panama, which is across the Panama Canal, for the first time in 2013. So it's even starting to spread its range into that area as well. Yep.
0: And then as for threats, the biggest threat to coyotes is going to be hunting. So we mentioned earlier that coyotes will sometimes try to eat farm animals. In a lot of places, coyotes are looked at as pests and as uh, problems for the area. So in a lot of places, you almost kind of have an open season on them uh where if there's a coyote on your property you're enti- you're allowed to kill it so there's just because that it can do so much damage it can hurt native species it can hurt farm animals it can hurt pets so coyotes hunting is going to be the biggest thing uh when it comes to hurting their numbers and as for conservation there's actually no conservation as like i said coyotes are seen as pests and they often kill livestock and pets uh, coyotes are uh, the least regulated hunting animal in the u.s Um, as it, like I said, it's pretty much open season. If a coyote is on your property, you, uh, and there's very few circumstances where you're not able to, but if there is a coyote on your property, you are entitled, you are allowed to kill it, uh, for the protection of, uh, you, your animals, uh, your neighbors, whatever it may be.
1: And that wraps up pretty much the general information that we have, but we do have quite a few fun facts about the coyotes. Um, And the first one is that coyotes sometimes mate with gray, eastern, or red wolves, and they produce what's called a koi wolf. I'm going to assume koi wolf hybrids. Mm. Um, And this usually happens in the northeastern regions of North America. Um, The eastern coyote, which is one of the larger species, um, will actually mate with these wolves just because they are similar size. Um, and the result of this recent matings with various types of wolves, um, the genetic studies show that most North American wolves contain some level of coyote DNA. Yeah, uh,
0: And then another uh, cool one is when it comes to folklore. So the coyote is a prominent character in Native American folklore, uh, mainly in Erido, Erido, America, Erido America. So it's usually depicted as a trickster that alternately assumes the form of an actual coyote or a man. Uh, As with other trickster figures, uh, the coyote uses deception and humor to rebel against social conventions. So the animal was especially respected in Mesoamerican cosmology as a symbol of military might. After the European colonization of the Americas, it was seen in Anglo-American culture as a cowardly and untrustworthy animal. And unlike wolves... Which have seen their public image improve, attitudes towards, towards the coyote remain largely negative, and for reasons as mentioned before.
1: And then just jumping into more um, different folklore stories um, in the Maidu creation story, um, the coyote introduces work, suffering, and death to the world. So it's uh, once again seen as kind of this like suffering being. Um, it says that it's bringing winter in the world and it by stealing light back from the kachinas. Um, Along with that, after the creator creates humanity, the coyote and the Montezume people um, teach people how to live. So they actually teach people how to live. Mm-hmm. Um, and the crow creation story portrays old man coyote as the actual creator of all things. Um, so once again, it's just seen in so many different things, um, anywhere from this trickster thief to the actual creator of the world that we live in today.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then navigating a little bit away from that. So, uh, there's albinism. I I'm sure a lot of people know what an albino is or albinism. Um, it is a a birth defect that can happen and it is extremely rare in coyotes. So between 1938 and 1945, out of 750,000 coyotes that were hunted, only two were albino. Uh so that, that is an extremely low number. I'm sure most people can think of they've seen some kind of albino creature out in the wild, whether it be squirrel, chipmunk, uh raccoon. Most people have probably seen an albino animal. Uh with coyotes only 2 out of 750,000 throughout a 7-year period.
1: Um, And then coyotes may occasionally form mutualistic hunting relationships with the American badger. um, And they will assist each other in digging up rodent prey. Uh, The relationship between these two species may occasionally border on an apparent quote-unquote friendship, actually. Um, As some coyotes have been observed, laying their heads on the badger for companionship or even licking their faces without protest, which is a way to kind of show love and appreciation by grooming them almost. Um, And the amicable interactions uh, between the coyotes and badgers were known to pre-Columbian civilizations um, as shown on a Mexican jar dated 1250 to 1300 CE, depicting the relationship between the two. So it's a known relationship that's been going on for many, many years.
0: And then the last thing that we have is going to be talking about uh, coyote attacks. So coyote attacks are very rare. Coyote attacks on humans, I should say, are very rare. There has been some increase, increase in these attacks as they spread to more in city environments, uh, especially in California. There's only ever been two fatal attacks ever recorded. Um, so coyotes don't really want to attack people. They're very much, uh, they want to stick to themselves. They're very afraid of us just because they're trying to stay safe and they see us as a bigger animal. They don't want to come after us. So most of the time when a coyote, if there's a coyote attack, it's probably going to be because it's scared, it feels trapped, it feels backed into a corner. That's when it'll attack. But um, as with a lot of other wild animals that we've talked about, keep your distance, observe from afar, don't interfere, and everything will be fine. Um, If you're in America, odds are you're probably going to see a coyote at some point in your life if you already haven't. So just watch from afar, keep an eye on your animals, uh, and that's really all you can do when it comes to coyotes.
1: And then that wraps up all the information that we have on the Coyote. Thank you for tuning in and listening. I know that we had a lot of information on that one. Tune in next time where we'll be talking about the bull shark.